Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Out there. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeson Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi. Let me just see if we can zoom in and get a good look at those eyes to see if he's recovered from the birthday party as we head out to Jersey. Oh, he looks fresh as a daisy. How you doing, man? Good morning. Oh, I, I am good, Patrick. I am good. I mean, I was fresh as a daisy. I had to watch that game last night. I stayed up to the bitter end and... You know, it, it, when you're in sports and your career depends on wins and losses, and we would be talking about what a great net victory if Kevin Durant was three inches behind the line. I mean, it's just how small the details are that get caught up in determining who won and who lost. And I feel badly for Brooklyn because everybody's going to say, well, you know, they had no depth, they, they weren't able to do it, yet they fought like warriors and they're three inches short. Well, maybe he should have stuck with the Warriors and he could still be contending for championships. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just too easy. Uh, I mean, heavy is the heavy is the head. What did they say? Heavy is the crown that holds it or something. But anyway, Bucks 115-111, Michael. Now, you, you were on the under. You were pretty much right. I mean, we had, what, the league's two highest scoring teams all year. This one cashed to the over barely because of that, you know, bucket tying shot. We go to overtime, needed overtime in a seven game series to hit an over in this uh, series, of course. And again, 115, 111, the Bucks do win it. You mentioned uh, the 
historic performance, honestly, by Kevin Durant. It was um, an NBA record, 48 points for a game seven, Michael. But the Bucks move on. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, my, I just want to read this and I'll let you run with it. My friend had a great tweet, Justin Termini. Kyrie, three seasons with LeBron, three trips to the finals, seven seasons without LeBron, never got past round two. Well, look, yeah, I mean, th this whole notion that you can win with just two or three players, I think, is somewhat wrong. I mean, look, th there's no neither team went to their bench. Neither team had a bench play. I mean, Connaughton, I mean, he played 23 minutes and, you know, gave him nine points off the bench. But other than that, there were minuscule minutes. I mean, Nick Claxton, you know, he's on the stat sheet that he played, but he was only in there in the last play of the game. I mean, yeah. and Jeff Green, I mean, he must have been hurt, right? He only played 13 minutes. The whole team's good. <laughs> I think so. the whole team's hurt. And we should focus on Joe Harris, who Joe Harris, in case you didn't know, led the regu in the regular season, led the league in three-point shooting, a little over 47%. Two years ago, led the league in three-point shooting, a little over 47%. This year, I mean, in the postseason, the last five games, he was 8 of 33 from the field, a minus 51. Not good, Michael. No, but I think the lesson here is, you know, when we watch the NCAA tournament and the level of competition increases and the intensity of the game increases, that's when you have to evaluate the players. And I think there's, there's regular season players in the NBA and then there's postseason players. And when the team game plans against your strength, You've got to be able to, in Belichickian terms, you've got to be able to run the ball when they know we're going to run it. We've got to be able to throw it when they, they know we're going to throw it. And Harris has got to be able to make threes when they know he's going to shoot threes, and he couldn't do it. And I think as a general manager, as an executive of any sport, you know, that's how you truly measure the player. That's how you have to, because it's great that he's good during the regular season. It's wonderful. We love it. But when it matters the most and you can't deliver – then it becomes a real problem. And then you're trying to build your team and you have no depth. So now we're playing with four. I mean, they got Blake Griffin on there. for He played 40 minutes last night, Patrick. 40 minutes. I mean, Blake Griffin can't play 40 minutes if we were down on 34th Street here in Ocean City. He shouldn't. I mean, you know, he shouldn't. Less is more. And I think that that's the lesson here. You know, Durant, Irving. Now, look, Harden. How about Harden's stat line? He shoots two of 12 from the three-point line. So he takes five other shots, and he's 10 for 10 from the free-throw line. 10 for 10. That means he got fouled. He was going to the line on those missed shots that he took that he didn't make. He was ended up going to the line. I mean, they're fouling him. He can't drive by you. Why are we fouling him? And he still had 22 points in 53 minutes. Zabruder-like films coming out with the toe on the line with the shoes, and Durant said, I, my big-ass feet got in the way. What we do know is we were treated to a thriller in Game 7. By the way, the yeah. first overtime in a do-or-die in 15 years in the postseason, that was yesterday with that game between the Bucks and the Nets. Lombardi line, as we welcome Stephanie in, that was for you, on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, <laughs> Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. She, of course, is Stephanie producing and Michael Lombardi in Brooklyn. Well, I just said Brooklyn because we're talking about Brooklyn. Now, let me say this. The Bucks they made two buckets in overtime and won the game. Think about that. The Nets were one of 13 in overtime. I mean, if you that is just so emblematic of a team just that was dead with dead legs.
No doubt. The game was, I mean, if it would have been a fight, they would have canceled the fight. Both boxers weren't able to come out for a round. Yeah. I mean, it would have, they were just exhausted, right? And, I mean, give, I mean, Drew Holiday couldn't make a shot to save, he got 13 points in 23 attempts. 13 points in 23 attempts, but he kept shooting. He kept shooting. Yeah, he I mean, it was he remarkable. Did. Yeah. You're you know, right. and, and and they found a way. I mean, Lopez's block shots. I mean, Lopez does all the stuff that you really – I mean, he had four blocks in a game, Patrick. And that beautiful block I mean, late. He, to me – Where he came from the oh, weeks I remember a, that. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he's really uh, – uh, I don't want to say he's the glue, but he kind of holds it all together for them. I think because he's yeah. a steady force for them. Three for four from the three-point line. You know, he's got four blocks, eight rebounds. You know, I mean, now, somebody's going to have to, if they play, whomever they play in the next round, Atlanta, Capella won't give them any trouble. But somebody's going to have to guard Embiid. Lopez can guard Embiid. Okay, so I want to ask you about Steve Nash from a front office perspective, what you would do moving forward. Just a couple of other notes as we move forward. And the Bucks, of course, await the winner in the Eastern Conference Finals of the Game 7 today. If we get a Game 7 today with the 76ers, I heard of them uh, playing Atlanta today there in Philly. We'll be thrilled if we get one that was as close as yesterday's thriller. Giannis Michael, 40 points and 13 boards. Five straight games of 30 points or 10 or more boards, which is the first time in the postseason since Kareem in 74. He gets killed a lot because of the back-to-back MVPs and no success in the postseason. Uh, I mean, the numbers don't lie. He was tremendous. He really was. I mean, and, you know, if he, if he would eliminate some of those bad three-point shots he takes, his game would be better. He's 15 for 24. His mid-range game is outstanding. I mean, he shoots the ball well from inside 15 feet. I just think, to me, when he goes to, to that three-point line or he goes to the, three, at the free throw line, then things start to fall apart a little bit for him. But, look, uh, you know, they didn't shoot well. They shot 43.9% in the game. Middleton was 9 for 26. Holiday was 5 for 23. And yet they found a way to win. Think about that. If I were to tell you Middleton was going to be 9 for 26 and Holiday was going to be 5 for 23, you would have said, well, the Brooklyn's East is going to win the game. And, you know, the, I give Milwaukee credit. I didn't think they were ever going to be tough enough to battle through, and they did. But I, it, it, you're asking me the question about Steve Nash. To me, this is the problem. Al Davis used to say all the time, the greatness of organizations are not to react to problems, it's to anticipate problems. And if you're going to play the regular season like Brooklyn played, you've got to find a way to get rotational players that you know you can play come playoff time. If you're going to tighten down your bench to one player or to have play six, you're never going to be able to endure the marathon. You can't win the race. You're never going to be able to. So your job as a coach is to foresee into the future. Who should I play? Who should I give minutes to? And how should I coach this player on those minutes? And what do I need to do with this player? Because at some point, I'm going to need to rely on that guy when it matters most. And if I don't get him ready during the regular season, it's one of the big mistakes I think the 76ers made with Maxie. We don't want to live with his mistakes during the regular season. No, we should. We should, because he's going to grow up. Walsh used to say all the time, I'd rather lose in September with a young player than win in September with an old player who can't play in December. This is what we see here in this game. You can't win an NBA title playing seven players. You just can't. And Milwaukee right now, their bench is six. You know, they're going to play his brother, and Forbes only played five minutes. 
If you're waking up with us here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on this Father's Day, we say happy Father's Day. Michael Lombardi, of course, a father, grandfather. we got another one on the way there. And you're joining us, and you happen to log on to your computer, you see Steve Nash trending. Don't look if you're in the Nash family because he's getting killed. Now, I will ask you this. What's he supposed to do? Uh, the big three were brought in, and I'll get to that. But he had a t- one thing I will say, he had a timeout late and that, and that last shot set up where they didn't beat the Bucks back in transition, and you have a gas team, I do think you need to call a timeout there and set up an offensive set where it was almost like Gar- uh, Durant was on that island, Michael, and he just took a- that turnaround, uh, and it was obviously short because of the dead legs. I think you got to set something up there if you're Nash. Yeah, I, I, look, I think you do, but I think the biggest problem was he, he had, you know, he got zero production from his bench, no points. And Green played 13 minutes, and Shamit only played seven. He went down. I mean, Shamit plays during the regular season, and there's times where he plays really effectively. They didn't give him any minutes. I mean, you, you're going to have to rotate guys and rest guys. I just don't see why you wouldn't do that. And, you know, they came out in the third quarter, and I thought, you know, they were, they were gassed in the third quarter. Milwaukee got 35 points on them in the third quarter, and then they rallied back in the fourth, and they were able to come back. I, I think, you know, it's easy to nitpick on the coach, but I think this is, as an executive, this is we, our team wasn't really ready. Now, Irving's injured. Our team wasn't ready with enough depth. I mean, that's so there's, there's the design, and then there's the production. We knew we had three great players. The challenge for Brooklyn, and, and JVT said it all season, is do they have enough depth on their team to be able to rally and play deep into the playoffs and play a seven-game series where it's back to after game after game with one day rest? And they didn't develop any of that. That's on them. That's on them. I mean, give the Clippers credit. I, I was talking to somebody in their organization yesterday. I mean, all the credit. Terrence Mann, 47th pick in the draft. You know, you developed the guy. The guy comes through for you. That's what you're looking for. You've got to be able to do that. And I know, I know, I know, unless you're a top five pick, you can't play in the NBA. But there's a lot of guys that aren't top five picks that play, and they do well. Well, let's, let's make this very clear. Uh, 72 games of manipulating and ducking, trying to get to the postseason for the big three. Fair? That's what the Nets were trying to do. Whether or not you believe in karma, I don't know. But here's what they did. They tried to manipulate 72 games, and in the end, the big three – played 43 seconds together in the postseason. It didn't work. It didn't work. No, I mean, at some point, you know, it's a little bit like, okay, we're going to go out and sign the greatest quarterback of all time. We're going to give up three number ones for Deshaun Watson and two number twos, right? And I keep going back to this. The most winningest NFL coach in the history of the game, Don Shula, had one of the greatest quarterbacks, top 100 quarterback, top 100 players of the National Football League and Dan Marino. And he went five years without getting to the playoffs. From the time Marino was 24 until he turned 29, they didn't make the playoffs, right? Because they didn't have enough of a team around them. And I think that's part of team building. We're, you know, it's the Belichickian line. We're not collecting talent. We're building a team. And, yeah, you need stars, and it's great. And I wish Harden were on the 76ers, and I wish, you know, Durant. I mean, you want them all. But the reliability and durability are critical, and they didn't really have it, and they didn't develop a bench around it. They just didn't have anybody. They didn't play. They didn't play anybody that 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 they felt like. And to me, Shamit only playing seven minutes. I thought Shamit was deserving of more minutes than that. Yeah, the irony of Kyrie breaking down. My man had more birthdays during the regular season than Dominic. 
So the idea that yeah, no he, doubt. you know, the idea that he would break down a couple games into the postseason again, the big three, 43 seconds after manipulating. So if you believe in karma, here we are as the Bucks advance. I, Please, I, I think it sends a message, Patrick, that that to the the people in the NBA that I talk to that the AAU team, the, the AAU philosophy may not work. That you need to build a team. I'll take Tyrese Maxey off your hands for the Pistons if, you, if you're willing to give him up. I think he'd be a part of a good team. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be really a part of a good team. I think he's going to, you know, he, he does. Ex- the thing that makes him so effective, he is exactly what they wanted Fultz to be. He's exactly what they wanted. They wanted a guy who could handle the ball, could keep Simmons, you know, get Simmons in the small forward, power forward, match up him, and then dribble, penetrate, and kick the ball out. So we'll see tonight how they, how well they play. Can he? Can, the key for Maxi is can now that they've seen him play and score 16. How do they play him? How do they defend him? And how he adjusts to that? So of course the Bucks beat the Nets 115-111 in overtime, Game Seven. Win the second round series, advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, Michael. They did it as a two-point dog, plus 112-ish on the money line. So away we go. If you Okay, so then to put a bow on the Nash conversation, what would you do with him as a head coach? Well, look, you know, you didn't hire him because he was experienced. And if you're not willing to grow with him, then why did you hire him? Okay. If you're not willing to grow with him, then why would you hire him? You knew he was going to make mistakes. He's never coached before. He's never been in a matchup. He's never played chess before. So you're going to get rid of him because he can't handle it. He has no experience. That's on you. That's not on Nash. Nash walked in without any experience. You know, he's coming in here and he did not. Now, he, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he's going to grow and learn from it. But for me, if I'm Sean Marks, the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm saying to myself, look, we must develop young players here. We are capped out. There has to be the secret sauce of this organization. If we're going to pay Harden a max contract, if we're going to pay Irving a max contract, if we're going to pay Durant, then we've got to find young players that we can count on. Whatever happened to the theory, when you have great players, they make every other player good around them. What happened to that? What happened? That's what we need to do. So, you know, a guy looks really good playing next to Michael Jordan, but then when you get him on your team, he's not quite as good because you don't have Jordan. That's what they need to do. Great players make... Other players better. Kyrie, three seasons with LeBron. He went to the finals three times, seven seasons without. He hasn't gotten past round two. There is something in that. Another thing, this you're going to love. This, this is great. So Steve Nash, first year head coach with the Nets. Somebody on Twitter this morning said he's not a head coach. He's a conductor of vibes. You know, just the idea yeah, of think- bringing him in to be, hey, guys, this is a good guy. Everybody loves Steve Nash. You've got three great players. Just get out there and conduct vibes. Right. Well, I think what they're saying is, look, there's the, the difference between a manager and a leader. A leaders, a leaders do the right thing. Managers do things right. Okay, so the leader has to do the right thing. The right thing was developing talent. The right thing was preparing for a seven. You you had to be a visionary to say, okay, when we get to play Milwaukee or Philadelphia or whomever, Miami, whatever we we're going to need a bench, and we're going to need to get 15 to 12 minutes out of this player, this player, and this player. This is what we need. We can't put it all on Durant. I mean, Durant, I mean, even with the TV timeouts and the te- television, I mean, 53 minutes, the guy's exhausted. He can't go anywhere. So for me, I think that's the problem. If you can't visualize where your team, it's like in the NFL in September, you look at your team, you say, okay, 
we're okay, but if we're going to play Kansas City, we're going to need to have this. Or if we're going to beat Kansas City, we need to do that. And you start working on it at that point. Because if you can't see the future a little bit, and I'm not talking about two years from now, I'm talking about distantly in the future, just a little bit. That's how you prepare your team. And so when you're ready for it, this is the moment we've waited for. And as a coach, you gain credibility with your team because you stand in front of them and say, fellas, here's where we're going, and here's what we need to improve on. And if we don't do it, we're going to get beat. And when it happens, you gain credibility with them. Yeah, and far be it from me, Kevin Durant, but just a little five-hour energy after regulation into overtime, maybe a little juice there. I have no clue. Wow, poor guy. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. Yes. He's one he inch played away 50, from, I mean, He played 53 minutes. Is All that the, a lot? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, would, do, are, any of the, are either one of these two teams going to have any gas left? I mean, this was Frazier Ali. Is he, are they going to be able to fight in the next round? Oh, so you're saying it's a tremendous setup for the 76ers, which is where we transition to. I am not saying that no, but it's you a did tremendous kind of setup that, for the Atlanta Hawks. It's a tremendous setup for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sure it is, yeah, because they're seven-point <laughs> dogs tonight. Although, I will say, as we transition steam? a little bit here, yeah, there is. Steam? it looks like the Hawks are a bit steamy. I don't know. This will get uh, Josh Applebaum excited anytime he sees steam. Uh, I see a six-and-a-half. You know, Josh Applebaum has to kick himself in the, you know, the contrarian of all contrarians didn't take Milwaukee yesterday. There was He's no, losing I mean, his edge. Everybody in the bar Everybody in the bar had a had a Kevin Durant, including me. I had a Kevin Durant jersey on, and he still went with the. He went with every. He violated his first rule, his constitution, the Declaration of Josh Applebaum. He violated. I'm contrarian. He is, and he wasn't because he was on the nets, just like what was the percent? I mean, everybody was on the nets, as you know. It was 82, 85 percent. I mean, I mean, Gables just probably he's still counting. He's, he's still counting all the money he's got. Gable, hey, hey, you Vinny, might get a, you, you, won't hey, see Vinny today. You, you might get a steak dinner on Tuesday with Gable. You won't see Vinny today. Vinny and Jimmy Vaccaro, they're in the back room. They're still counting. Vinny will do the same shtick. The lights are still on. I know, Vinny. Uh, seven, yeah. <laughs> seven is the number. Nobody, nobody could, nobody could cry better than that. I, I just got, can. I just can got they? a text from your boy uh, Applebaum, kicking myself for sure. Laugh out loud. Hey, Applebaum, we don't need yeah, that. No, LOLs. I mean, look, I mean, he's the king of, he's the king of, if everybody's wearing a Durant jersey, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear a Giannis jersey. I mean, that's, that's, that's his principle. That's his, that's his creed. He violated his creed. I almost fell off the chair yesterday when he said he was going with the, when he said he was going with the, with, with the Nets. That's never, he never does that. He's a contrarian better. Maybe he should read his own book. Maybe he should, and maybe. Oh, I see. The Sixer line might be moving to six and a That's half. That's what I is said. Yeah, on that, Patrick. There might be a little steam. We'll get to that. Uh, no big deal. But me and Jeezy at the crib fear the deer all over the Bucks. So thank you very much. We went the other way. Hey, Josh. Why were those people? Take some I mean, notes. Don't you love those people standing out there? I mean, how uncomfortable would it be to stand there where they watch the game? I mean. Couldn't, isn't there some better place to watch it? If you explained to somebody 40 years from now that there was a pandemic and then showed what was happening in Milwaukee last night, they'd be like, nah, you're tripping. There's no pandemic. There was no pandemic. Well, I mean, they were packed in. No, for, for the 180 million who've been vaccinated, there is no pandemic. Look at you. Look at you. Are, was that at Cole Beasley? When we come back, no I'm comment. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, the early game, no Chris Paul. We'll get into the details. Clippers, Suns, and then Hawks, 76ers. Heard of it? We have. Happy Father's Day. Lombardi Line, Visa, and the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Nevada's premier sports betting app. You know this. Visit BetMGM.com. Basketball, hockey, everything. Playoffs, I mean, what a, you're going to find a better time to get over to BetMGM. And if you go to any MGM casino on the Strip right now, bring that ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. It's super simple. State-of-the-art technology. Fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Lombardi line on a Father's Day. Jeff's here. 
Steph's here, a.k.a. the conductor of Vibes Behind the Glass. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. And uh, we've, what's, uh, what's on the docket? You, quite a weekend for you, a birthday yesterday. Oh, man. And now, yeah, and so now Father's I, I got, Day. I, it continues. And now Father's Father, Day, I see you got that collar popping, too. You're feeling yourself today with that collar over there. It looks good. Yeah, well, I went, I went with a shirt. I always see you wear a shirt on Sunday, and then you, you, you kind of one up me today. Thank you. You went with a T-shirt look. So yeah, I was, well, Don Johnson, like, bad boy. I, I can't keep up with you. I, I can't keep up with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't hide money. I know that. You we're can't trying. hide money. Well, I'd uh, like to find some. Yeah. You, uh, uh, there we go. You, uh, we, you had a great dinner we, with Bill Berman. here? You had a great dinner with Bill Berman. And your wife, yep. and I'm sorry, I f- forgot Bill's wife's name. Anissa. Anissa, Anissa and who's wonderful. My sister, Anissa. Yeah, wonderful. We had a good time. We had, uh, yeah, we had a good time. We, the outdoor kitchen's going to be done. Is done. So we built an outdoor kitchen, and I got I got a pizza oven for my birthday. Which we're, you know, Patrick. When you come back, we're going to make pizzas. We'll have steaks. We'll do it all. I like There's how you. I like how you talk to me about money, and then you just drop. We've got an outdoor kitchen. Bougie. I mean that is nothing. Well, says it. I mean it's it's an out. It's just it's just a grill. I mean that's all, Patrick. It's a grill. <laughs> no, I hear I'm you. I hear you. I, I hear you. Now a refrigerator and it's a sink and you know it's just a yeah it's a grill. It's flat top. Okay. You know now we have a pizza oven. We're good. No yeah, need to get good. sensitive. Really I'm proud awesome. of you. No need to get. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> Clippers, Suns, because we'll spend the rest of the show on Hawks 76ers. So let's get into this. Chris Paul, no Chris Paul. No, we Paul won't. Team. No, we won't. Oh, we no. won't. Okay. No problem. It's no, your show. I, I'm no. doing what you want to do, bro. Now, quickly, Clippers, no. Suns. The number, you saw it get up to four and a half, and Josh will join us, and Will Hill is going to join us here, and we'll talk about these uh, the, the movement. But we saw it get up to four and a half. It is now dipped to three and a half. Why is that? We told you yesterday here on the Lombardi line, we're not expecting Chris Paul to play. That was so nebulous. The information around that, Michael, we knew it, right? So there it is, three and a half, 220. Right. Yeah, I, I just didn't feel like, you know, I didn't understand why that line was as high as it was. We we know Leonard's not not going to play, but Chris Paul is their driving force. I mean, how do the, the Suns, I mean, Booker's great, don't get me wrong, but how do they compensate for that? Like, where do they go with with all that? And I, I'm just not sure that that can happen. You know, I think this is a t- it's a tough game for Phoenix to go in there and to see exactly how they handle it without Chris Paul. I mean, he's their guy. He's their driving influence. He's the guy that makes all their plays. He sets everything up. He's, he's been the, 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 the one player that, you know, besides Devin Booker that they can count on. And, and so, you know, where are they going? What are they going to do? Is Payne going to be the starter? You know, I mean, can he come in and fill that role? I think that's the biggest question mark. Yeah, I think it is. Interesting. So 220 as we open up the Western Conference Finals. Are you concerned about the Clippers? That was, first off, first time in 51 years. We covered that yesterday extensively. Uh, But they scored 81 points in the second half uh, two nights ago. Well, excuse me. Yeah, two nights ago. And this is a quick turnaround for a team that's now got to travel to Phoenix. And I would say this, Patrick. I think throw away the regular season. I think you have to throw away whatever happened in the regular season between these two teams. I mean, because were these two teams really playing at the same level? You know, head to head in head to head in the in the pre in the regular season, Clippers are seven and three. They're six and four against the spread. They averaged 116 points. Phoenix averaged 109. I mean, they clearly were the better team when they went head to head. But how do you measure that? How do you measure that? You know, because, I mean, the last time they played, the Suns won. They were favored by four and a half. They won by eight, you know. And then the the Clippers won. uh, The home team won. Then the Clippers went in there in January and won by five. So, 
I think you throw that out, and now you have these two injuries. The way the Clippers are playing, I think it really does favor them, and they can use a big man in the game. They can get Zubak back in the game to play on Antone uh, and, and go from there and kind of get into their rhythm. If we, if by the way, and we create narratives, we do this on on talk radio and gambling and all that. If we're going to give credit to Chris Paul all year for this Suns team, then how can you lay the three and a half today? I, I, I agree. I mean, the my, my the reasoning for me want like in Brooklyn last night wasn't because of the money and everybody. The, the reason I like Brooklyn was because of Durant. The reason I like the Clippers today is because there's no Chris Paul. This is the Suns team that we haven't seen for over a decade, and now the, that player isn't playing, and you're going to lay the points? Okay, justify it. Maybe Will Hill will. Mr. TikTok, Mr. Tex is going to join us next here. Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. are here. You know this. Experts here at VEASAN are covering it. Andy McNeil got the NHL action. Senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel Hoops Insight. Our experts, the entire team go to VEASAN.com and of course remember if you become a daily if you become a member, it's 10 days free right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get the members only best bet emails. Okay, so as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line on a great Sunday. It's Father's Day. I see up in the corner, U.S. Open getting underway, of course, with the final round. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Michael Lombardi, here comes Will Hill. Point Spread Weekly does a great job. He's been killing it on the show. I was sleeping when he was sending a text message. Shocker, the guy was up late. Uh, but thoughts on Bucks Nets as we say hi. Hi, Will. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day, Lombardi. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy birthday, Lombardi. Uh, I'm exhausted. I feel like I played 48 minutes. Man, that's just one of those games you can't sleep after. It reminded me of Gonzaga UCLA being on the next day where we could spend the whole segment, the whole show, talking about the game, this play, that play. I picked the Bucks in seven. I liked the Bucks going in last night. I had I had that in the column, Bucks, Bucks in seven plus 550, point spread weekly, vcin.com slash subscribe if, if you want to check that out. But it, look, Harden Banks in the three to put him up five. Nobody in America thinks that the, the Nets are going to lose that game. Durant gets the and one off the turnover with the dunk to put him up five. Just an incredible game. And, you know, the foot on the line for Durant, that's just that's so symbolic of sports. You know, if his foot's an inch back, the Bucks probably have a new coach. They're eliminated in the second round. The Nets are the, the, the favorite to win a championship. And, you know, it's just it, it's amazing how things turn on, on an inch. And, uh, you know, I love Marv Albert, but and we all grew up listening to Marv. But Marv's got to have some idea that that was not a three. I mean, it was it was clearly at least close that his foot was on the line. I, I thought in, in real time his foot was on the line. Marv screaming that, that it's a three. I mean, it's like it's like yelling touchdown when the guy's out at the three yard line. I mean, you got to have I mean, I don't want to beat up on the guy because he's retiring and he's a legend. But that was a, that was a tough one. I felt bad for him. I thought actually in real time, I was like, it's not even close to a three. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I honestly, no. and then it was closer when we looked. But uh, you nailed it. Congratulations on Bucks and seven as well. And Joe Harris, when that game was tied up, it was a little over a minute left, and he had that wide open three set up perfectly. Just, Will, I mean, he, he, he was beyond awful. 
Yeah, I mean, it, as great a game as it was, it wasn't that well played. I mean, guys were just exhausted, and you guys made some, some boxing analogies that I thought were appropriate. It's just trying to muster the energy to throw one last punch, and it, it was just a, it was a great game. I mean, it was a great event. It, it was it lived up to the hype. I hope it doesn't get lost in the mix here because it was a second round, and that performance by Durant sometimes when you're the losing player on a team, uh, it can get forgotten. But just an incredible performance by Durant to play all those minutes at such a high level and you know he just ran out of gas you could see him late settle for the for the three he, he normally I think he would attack there and at least you know go to the hoop try to get to the line but he just did not have anything left Hawks plus seven I'm going to get out of the way you two fight go ahead Hawks plus seven no, Will Hill no, I, that, this is his this is his segment I'd love to hear what Will Hill thinks about this game he's been so pro 76er let's hear what he's got let's hear what he's got I think Philly wins the game, but I don't think it'll be pretty. I think it'll be close. I just think you can't lay seven here. There's just too many droughts for Philly offensively. You know, Lombardi, you always talk about the difference between hope and a plan. Philly doesn't have a plan late on, on offense. They have hope. They hope they get to the free throw line. They hope they get a tip in. Uh, you know, they hope they get a, a turnover in transition and get some points there. I mean, they're up one with a minute and a half the other uh, left the other night after Young hits the three. Their only points going forward were from the free throw line and a tip in by Embiid. Um, there's just a lot of issues. So I, I think, you know, Philly won't be able to shake him. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be ugly. Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to an under, you know, unders in these game sevens are usually the way to go. Uh, I can see both teams being tight. I mean, Philly's got some issues The the Simmons free throw thing, the not Embiid minutes, um, you know, Howard's been awful. I would actually play Paul Reed more Philly, Philly, you know, they could be up 12, 13 points. We've seen it plenty of times and then just go five or six minutes where they can't score. I do think the crowd in Philly will get them over the hump. I have a hard time seeing Atlanta win three out of four in Philly. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, Philly wins a close game. I think Atlanta will be looking up at the scoreboard 10-30, 10-45 tonight and ruin their chances Friday night where they really missed a lot of threes, a lot of free throws, uh, open threes too. Uh, you know, they were up 20 to eight, I think, in the first quarter. They were up a dozen points. They easily could have been up 15 or 20. And we've seen it in these playoffs. You let a chance you know, go by the wayside to put a team away. It usually comes back to haunt you. So I do think Philly gets over the top and wins a close game, but I will, I will take Atlanta plus seven. Do, do we know if Bogdanovich is playing today, Patrick? I mean, the injury report says he's questionable, which I, you know, these injury reports and beads questionable too. So I, I have no idea what it all means, but do we have any idea if he's going to play tonight? Just like Paul, it's very nebulous. Will, have you heard anything differently? I think he's probably going to try to give it a go, but I don't think there's much there. Yeah, I think that's a big issue. That's a good point. Uh, and remember, they're down reddish. They're down hunter. I mean, you start losing these wings, it, it becomes, uh, you know, these cluster injuries, it, they really add up. And he's a guy they absolutely need. So I think that's a really good point by you. I mean, I'm still going to take the seven. I think, you know, close game, five minutes to go. I think Young might be the best player on the floor. And I just don't trust the ability for the Sixers to hit a shot. But I do think they win the game in yeah, what should be right. a close game. I, I agree with you, Will. I think when it becomes a half-court game, this is when Philly gets into all their problems, even though they have a low-post half-court player who turned the ball over eight times in the last game. And so when he goes into the post and he doesn't handle it cleanly or doesn't kick it out to the right guy, and then if they don't make shots, I mean, this is all about shot-making. I mean, the Sixers, you're counting on Curry to play another great game, and he's been tremendous during this. You're counting on a couple things to go in your favor, and you're also counting on Atlanta not shooting as well as they're typically ready to do. So... This is one of those games where I think Philly's got to be able to dominate for four quarters. They've got to be able to play on the fast break, and they've got to push the tempo. They have to. I, I lean towards the over because I think Philly needs to play fast. But, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta, when they can make Philly play in a half-court set, that's when Atlanta gains the most advantage. Well, got a minute and a half. I want to make sure you get all your bets in here. Suns and seven, that's four to one. 
just so much uncertainty. I'm not betting the game today. You know, when does Chris Paul come back? When does Kawhi come back? Does he come back? Uh, I think Paul will come back before Leonard. I don't know if Leonard comes back, even if he'll be 100%. Uh, Suns have the advantage with home court. They'll face some of the same things that Utah faced. I mean, Aiden doesn't like to be spread out. Clippers are going to play small. So I give the Clippers a narrow edge just because I think Paul is going to come back quicker than Leonard in home court. So I'm going to I'm going to say Suns in seven in what should be a pretty good series. I think if the Clippers were at full strength, uh, they we win the series. But I, I think we could stop saying if this team was healthy because just nobody's healthy at this point. You're going to go over the five and a half with the team total on the Blue Jays today? <clears throat> Oh, Matt Harvey has just gotten shelled. That Blue Jays lineup is awesome. Small ballpark. Uh, the Blue Jays scored six runs with two outs and two strikes in the ninth inning. Go from down three to up three. So I, I think they'll score plenty of runs in Camden tonight. The Vesna Flurry plus 175. Well, Josh, and you know, I track these awards very carefully. I take this, this market very seriously. If you can find this award, I'm surprised Flurry's an underdog. I'd be shocked if he doesn't win this award. I'd make him more like minus 250, minus 300. I think he'll win this award. Congratulations on Bucks and Seven. And have a great Father's Day. Hope you hope they let you watch some sports, even though that's all you do. Vsin.com yeah, slash you, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Lombardi Conference Finals. Let's go. <laughs> He's excited. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. my gosh. We'll, uh, all right. Uh, we'll see you there with the Hawks. The text thread is going to be awkward today with the 76ers. Mm. Uh, speaking of awkward, here comes Josh Applebaum on the Lombardi line. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. GM's the king of sportsbooks. You sign up today, you win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any team to hit a three. That's going to happen. You're going to win it. Bet $1 to win $100. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C. 1-800-2707-117 for Alpha, Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Tennessee, call or text redline 800-889-9789. Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Lombardi line on a Father's Day. Hope you're doing well. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Josh Applebaum, he's the author of the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. He hosts the Market Insights podcast, which can be found for free at vcin.com slash podcast. And he is our teammate. Bless you, Michael. He is married. Thank you. I apologize. No, no, you're fine. He is married. Do, do you, bro? He is married to his tenants. That's why when he doesn't <laughs> go with what he generally does, me and Michael like to get on his case. Yesterday, square as all get out, Josh Applebaum. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. I'm ready. I'm going to sing you a song. Okay, ready? Yes. Uh, regrets. I've had a few, but then again, too, too few to mention. I did what I had to do. I saw it through without exception. Okay, so <laughs> okay, this is that was smooth. It's actually without <laughs> exemption. Smooth. It's without exemption. It's exemption. It's without exemption. exemption. And he was reading oh. it from his computer, by the way. I saw your eyes, Applebaum. Yeah. No, exactly. It's yeah, without exemption. If you're going to oh, sing Mike Sinatra, G. we got to sing it right. Jeez, what yeah, the hell? Yeah. I, I mean, know. Paul Anka would be very mad. That was Paul Anka's song that he wrote for Sinatra. So we got to get that right. But anyway, Josh, I'm disappointed. You know, I think you had – it was your perfect opportunity to wear your Bucks jersey and you wouldn't put it on. I don't understand it. So I'll give you the explanation real quick. You guys are totally right. This was an unbelievably uh, contrarian opportunity here with almost 80% of bets on the nets. 99.999% of the time, I am going the other way with the Bucks. The reason why I didn't, though, guys, is because of that movement toward the nets. Remember, we saw a lot of bet splits here that were both public heavy on the nets, but also big respected money. So a lot of these books that were a pick them or even a plus one uh, moved over to uh, minus two. Remember, we did the show yesterday, minus one and a half, got up to minus two. So you see that further movement toward the net. So to me, I always want to be contrarian. It, I only outweigh the contrarian if you have a lot of respected money the other way, which would tell you that some respected sharps were on the net. So didn't come through. But, Michael, you are right. I walked into a bar. I had a Brooklyn jersey just like everyone else, and I, I fell into the trap there. Yep. 
Yeah, I, and I, you know, I just think to me, look, we can go back and forth on this. I mean, you could have easily won with Brooklyn because, I mean, if Durant's just one foot back, like Will Hill said, I mean, there was times in that game where I thought there was no way Milwaukee could come back, and Brooklyn couldn't make. They got a five-point lead. They couldn't score again. They turned the ball over. I mean, they got sloppy when they had the lead. I mean, when he when Harden hits that unprobable bank shot, you know, to go up five, I'm thinking this is over. I thought it was over in overtime. They then they they they, op- they scored the opening basket in overtime, and then they couldn't they couldn't make another shot. And so, you know, for me, I I think this is one of those you can kick yourself, but this is just I don't know if by having Milwaukee you could have seen this outcome. I mean, this is just really. As part of what we do in betting, this was a little bit of luck that that the that the Milwaukee the the betters won because this game could have gone the other way so easily. We only kid because Josh is so sharp, of course, and uh, we have fun with him. So, Josh, we do have updated title odds, yes? Yeah, we do. So, one big takeaway from yesterday, obviously, and congrats to Will Hill for cashing that game, uh, you know, Bucks and seven ticket there. But we have new NBA title odds for the first time. We have the Bucks here as the champ as the favorite to win the championship. They're now plus 170 updated odds to win the title. $100 bet wins you 170 back, and you get your initial wager back if the Bucks win. Suns plus 275, Clippers and the, the 76ers both uh, plus 425, Hawks plus 2500. So the Bucks are now your new favorite to win the NBA title. Uh, last title they won, 1971. That was with uh, a young Luol Cinder before it was Kareem, and also Oscar Robertson, a trade they made to bring him in. We also have um, you know, the NBA Finals MVP. Giannis is now the favorite, plus 210, followed by Booker, plus 450, Embiid, plus 500, uh, Paul George, and then Chris Paul around plus 700, plus 800. So, uh, Michael, what do you think? Are, would you, uh, again, I asked you this yesterday, this is how volatile this market can be. Yesterday we had the Suns as a favorite, now the Bucks overtake them. Uh, who would you give the edge to right now to win the title? Well, I mean, a lot of it depends on Paul's injury, right? And we, we, they've played games, I mean, this year. We remember when Paul had the sh- shoulder, he could at least get out there and he was operating. And let's not confuse Phoenix's ability to play defense all season long. I think Phoenix's defensive ability has gone under the radar a little bit as we talk about this. And, you know, I think the Phoenix... Uh, ability to compensate while Paul, we know he's going to come back from from the virus. He comes back. Uh, they can hold the fort down a little bit in terms of the, their defense. But to me, when I look at this, I think Booker's a pretty good advantage at 450. If you like Phoenix to win the tournament, if you like Phoenix, I think if you like Paul George at 650, there's some pretty good odds there. I, I think those would be the two that jump out to me. You know, Giannis is going to win it if Milwaukee wins it. So if you want to play that, I think this is the perfect opportunity to pick five guys. And then, and then just take 100 bucks, and then you can really, other if Giannis wins, it will be the only way you don't make your money. Well, Booker's at 450, but you got a chance to really, to really make your money back. You know, Josh, I said we touched four and a half yesterday in Phoenix today to start off that Western Conference. We touched five, didn't we? And now we're down to three and a half. I don't think there was, again, I don't think there was much hope for uh, Paul to start. But if you're going to bet this game, and we'll get into it with you right now, if you're going to bet this game and Paul was the architect of this season, how are you going to lay four? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Patrick. So game one of the West Finals, they remember the Clippers, that 4-3 win over the Mavs, then 4-2 over the Jazz. They've been feeling good right now. I think the one thing without uh, both Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul is that the Clippers have been played without uh, Kawhi Leonard. They kind of know, and you saw Terrence Mann, you know, step it up here. You look at the Suns, it's going to be their first game without Chris Paul, without their floor general. And what you're seeing today, Patrick, to me, it was kind of a, a perfect number that the odds makers put out there. A lot of them were four. You had a four and a half out there. We were waiting on the uh, the status of Chris Paul. Now with him out, though, it looks like all liability is moving toward the Clippers. And if you like the Clippers, 
Right now, this plus four, a lot of books are juicing it up, plus four, minus 115 to LA. So that tells me that we may get down to three and a half. And why is that important? Because the public is still riding the Suns here. Again, they're, they're looking great. They're eight and two. This is also a kind of a Michael Lombardi, like a rest versus rust. What's your perception of that? Do you want the hot team like the Clippers who had their star go down, stepped it up, and they've won uh, four straight games? Or do you want this rested Suns team, even though they don't have Chris Paul? So a quick turnaround here. But to me, guys, kind of all line freeze, some reverse line movement toward the Clippers. And you also look at this total. It did drop 221 and a half down to 220. You've seen the under do well uh, in the second round. You also look at um, the Suns, a minus 200 favorite to win this series. But, Michael, what do you think? Would you rather have the, the, the rested team that is missing their star or the team feeling good getting points? I'm leaning clips in the points here. You know, I, I, I think I would take the clips and the points, but I like the under, especially if it stays at 220. If it goes any lower, then it becomes a problem. I think if you look at Phoenix's defense, they've been so good in the playoffs. They've held their opponents. They have not given up 109 points just one time in the 10 postseason games. So they're going to play good defense. Whether Chris Paul's in there or not, they're going to play really good defense. And I think that's going to be – and they're going to have to control the pace – I think Aiton will, will take advantage of, of a little bit. If they try to go small ball, I think Aiton can take advantage. He does have an offensive low post game, so it's going to be hard for them to do that. But to me, I like the under more than I like either team. Yeah, under enticing, the conductor and Paul out, pace breakdown, potentially a tired Clippers team. Agree with you there. Seven, we haven't budged. Uh, it's game seven, right, Josh? We haven't really come off that seven. Yeah, Patrick, actually, oh, as excuse we speak, me, six funny. and a half. I'm sorry. He- yeah, this just happened, Patrick. I think people are tuning into the Lombardi line. They're hearing Michael's take on the Hawks and the points here because a lot of these books, again, open minus seven. I think at first glance you say, hey, that's a lot of points. How can you lay with the Sixers? I was thinking, hey, the public may just say grab all those points and maybe it's a buy low spot on the Sixers, but it's not really what you're seeing. It seems to me, and there are different percentages out there. I think you got to be cautious about where you get your data. But at BetMGM, they are reporting about 70% of the bets on the Sixers, expecting a blowout win at home, <laughs> uh, You know, really getting it going, home cooking here. But this thing has fallen, guys, seven down to six and a half. That tells me some respective money coming in here uh, with the Hawks. And you look at these bigger favorites that are uh, six and a half or more. They really haven't done well this playoffs. They're seven and eight ATS. It's these short favorites, five or less, that have really done well. Um, also, look at Michael. You know, what do you, what's your take on maybe a first half or first quarter play versus a full game? Because if you're concerned that maybe the Sixers get up big, maybe they blow it late, you could get the Sixers minus two and a half in the first quarter, minus four in the first half. Maybe they get up big, and then you see maybe a Hawks comeback here. I would keep an eye on Bogdanovich. He's still questionable, guys, as you mentioned. Uh, but then also that Game 7 under system, you know, unless if it doesn't go to overtime, that thing was looking good last night. This one here, 216, kind of stayed where it's at. The under is 4-2 this series. When the total is 220 or less, the under is 13-10 and 10 this playoff. So, Michael, would you prefer a full game play on the Hawks if you can get a 7? Would you be entertained by a Sixers maybe first quarter, first half? You know, I, I would be entertained by the over. I like the over in this game. I think the Sixers have to force the pace and get it over. I think they need to be able to not play that half-court game. And, and when you look at these numbers, Josh, this is fascinating, right? So we have we, we have less than 10,000 tickets written for this game on the board we're looking at. 75% of those tickets have come in on Atlanta. 89% of the money is on Atlanta. I mean, literally, this is one of those contrarian plays if you like Philly because 89% of the money is all on Atlanta. Everybody's wearing Atlanta and grabbing the points. That's why the line's moving. 
you know, that's why the line's moving to Atlanta. And so everybody's jumping on the points, which I agree with, because if you, even if it's, if it's a close game, say the Sixers have a 10-point lead and with under two minutes to go in the game, you got a really good feel that they're not going to be able to execute in the half court. They can make a three. You know, I think people see that as way too many points. And I think that's why everybody's all over Atlanta. Hey, Marquee Sports Network, guess what? The Cubs game is coming up. Who cares? It's the Marlins. Why would you watch that? Go to vcin.com. You can get the second hour for free. All right, so make sure you check us out, Marquee, as we switch over to the Cubs. Who cares? We got the Lombardi line. You got Michael here. Why would you go anywhere? Hey, Josh, did you go, did you take a long, like, lonely walk this morning by yourself to shake off the fact that you were with the public yesterday? Yeah, really lonely walk, Patrick. I'm really I'm taking on the chin. I got my technical difficulties. I can't pay my electric bill now. I got my my whole Zoom setups crashing here. So hopefully we get it back today, my man. What was the point of putting on that stylish jacket if we can't see you, huh? I know, and it's too hot anyway. I'm sweating through it anyway. Eh, it's so, been a yeah, tough yeah, couple of days for you, Applebaum. You'll be okay. Uh, Josh Applebaum, Market Insights is the podcast. Hey, by the way, when we come back, I get, I'll give you the reason, Michael Lombardi, that Aaron Rodgers is 100% staying in Green Bay. Seriously, it's coming up next year on the Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM, it's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.